Hello, how are you guys? Hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to 2021. It's been a really, really, really lengthy couple weeks. Then again, does any month really feel like what it's supposed to be right now? I feel like everything post-pandemic has been a very bizarre blur. Um, So I hope that I can bring a little bit of normalcy into your routine. So welcome to episode number 23 of Listen, titled Take Number 23. Was dating in 2020 harder than during the Spanish flu of 1918? I'm your host, Rupal Goyle, but you can call me Roops. This is a show where I give hot takes and social commentary on topics I really do have some business giving hot takes about. I used to say I don't, but I think that my shared life experiences with the folks I've talked to on the pod and you know, at work and my life have given me a little bit more authority on speaking on some of these things. So we're going to lean into the self-confidence um, aspect of 2021 and say I do. So I'm going to do it anyway. Each week, I cover a different topic with a super cool and qualified featured guest. This week, I'll be chatting with my lovely friend Manisha about pandemic relationships and dating, how we're navigating the transition into the new norm, and our expectations for interpersonal relationships post-pandemic. So we break down our individual journeys and where we think the road ahead will lead. My guest this week is my friend of almost eight years now. She's applying to grad school right now, is a lovely human being, insanely smart, and I am so grateful to have her as my friend. Now, without further ado, let's roll. Manisha, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, friends. How are we? Um, I am RuPaul's dearest friend, and I give that as a self-proclamation. <laughs> um, RuPaul and I met... Um, off of an interesting platform. Um, I've made our journey. I've lived in the same city. Have um, come really full circle, right, Roops? Because we met and then my relationship life went to shit. And then we moved to New York City. And then here we are, full circle, pandemic 2021. <laughs> pandemic 2021. We've all, we have really, we have come full circle. And I think Today, especially, is an extra full circle day. You know, like I mentioned to you earlier, it's January 18th, 2021. And wow, would you know, January 18th, 2019 was when my very first episode of Listen came out. Back when I was a wee little senior in college. So what a tangled web we weave, don't we? (laughs) Yeah, we love to see it. We do love to see it. I think you and I have, over the past you know, almost decade now, have really grown and changed, obviously, right? That's all we can really hope for. But I would surely hope so. Right. But I think one aspect where we've pretty much stayed the same <laughs> is is during is 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 this one is what we're about to go into, which is relationships, dating, and the unfortunate aspect of having to like men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, for those of you listening, Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. To everyone except those of you who found love during quarantine, I hate you. I don't really, but I do a little bit. Only kind of. Only kind of. It's just a little bit of bitterness. I mean, Manisha, how are you you holding up before the pandemic hit? Because I know you were in New York really living your best life, but what was that? What was that scene for you? I don't... See, New York City in and of itself 
And uh, to preface, I think New York City does give you Stockholm Syndrome. So when I say that I hate that city, I do. I do love it as well, but in a different kind of way. Uh, The dating scene in New York City is actually garbage. And the sheer fact that you're working crazy hours, people who are single like now in our time in our lives are weird or like have weird attachment issues. So it's like navigating through that weave. And then, like, just trying to make sure you don't die because, you know, men sometimes, you know, do that. And then, you know, we're here. So that was, that was it. I mean, you were, you were doing pretty great. I, I heard a lot yeah, about, yeah. you know, the things, you like, the people you were meeting. And New York, like you said, is just a very wild, exciting city to be in. And that means that there's a whole lot of people to meet. Um, sometimes against your will, sometimes because you want to. <laughs> and like you, you know, I was new, small, felt like a very little guppy in a big ocean. And it took me a while to get comfortable with the idea of seeing men in public from of my own volition. Okay. <laughs> and by the time I hit that point where I was ready to, you know, dip my toes in the dating pool pandemic happened and I went right back home to my family in Georgia and that really uh hampered my game and I know you also are currently with family right yep in my childhood home of Connecticut (laughs) So, so, (laughs) so you like you see like the apps right apps and everyone have just transitioned to video calls and facetiming and just trying to adjust to a more non-personal um way of communication right like you can't yeah. you can't just get get out of bed and go and meet someone for coffee now it's a little bit more difficult and especially or it for, should be a little bit more difficult it should yes exactly it should be you shouldn't be out there treating the day-to-day like it used to be because that's that's why we'll never leave the pandemic is people doing that but it's this very difficult idea for people where for me especially it was hard enough <laughs> finding the internal motivation to get out and meet people in mm. person and now it takes even more effort to do it over quarantine and for those of us who are at home with our family it's a whole new hurdle it's a whole new hurdle and I know that, you know, I have gone through my fair share of um, issues and all at home. How have you kind of transitioned into that new dating life as you've left the city? I think in the beginning of the pandemic, I had more hope, right? Because we didn't really like know, know how long this was going to be. And I mean, we still don't really know how long it's going to be, but like in the beginning, there was more hope. And so we did the apps. I like, I think I went on one like FaceTime date. I hated it. Like I was like, this is annoying. Like first dates are awkward as it is. Be having a first date on a FaceTime is even worse. And I was just like, I don't, I was like, I can't even like, if we're going even from like a longevity standpoint or like anything, it's like, why? You know what I mean? Like, you don't even know where you're going to be when this is over. You're not going to know how you're feeling when this is over. It's like, and I don't like just being at home and like, 
I don't know, like, I don't have that relationship with my parents of, like, if I have one day, I'm going to tell them everything, because then that leads to marriage, and then, you know, that's the whole thing. But, like, why would I put so much in effort into what most likely is going to be a garbage day in a garbage human, in the sense that we just aren't compatible at all? It's, like, there's a little bit more, it's easier to, you know play the game and see what's out there if it's just virtual but at the same time it's so emotionally draining yeah right it's there's there's nothing fun I'm not going out and trying new things and trying a new place to eat or seeing someone in a new environment it's me in my bed at home that I usually spend most of my time in saying hello to someone awkwardly over FaceTime yeah I mean and and it's not even I mean like it is that but it's like for me it's like I love meeting people like I love going to do things I'm a very extroverted person and so I can't read you through a screen and I like I'm a very like person who like loves to like read body language and like really get to know someone that way as well and it's like I can't I don't know how this is going because cues no longer exist and it's like, uh, how long is a FaceTime date supposed to be? Like, you can go on a date that lasts, like, I've had dates that last like, seven, eight hours because we've, like, gone and done stuff or, like, gone out and done that. And it's, like, super fun. But, like, could you imagine being on a FaceTime for eight hours? Oh, my God. I would die. I would want to throw up. I mean, it's just, it's something that, that the whole idea of being completely virtual I struggled with that already at work where I can't read body language and I can't, it's more difficult to tell, you know, how someone is feeling, what they're, how they're really Mm -hmm. responding to you. And like you said, like, like you, I'm very much um, a people person, um, but I'm also, I try to be very observant. And so 90% of the time I'll spend with you is me picking up how you act around me and your tics and your cues and your body language so I get to know you beyond just what you're saying to me it's how you behave around me and that makes that relationship stronger where the more I spend time around you the more intricacies I get to learn about you and you don't really Mm -hmm. get to do that on a little pixelated screen it's difficult it's a little bit awkward sometimes and that the natural flow of conversation can you know tend to feel forced it already was awkward in person and now it's even more awkward with the extra layer of facetime and god forbid your internet drops or there's a lag or your audio isn't syncing with your video then it's just or if even your worse. angle is just off right sometimes it's hard for me to find my angle and then my hand is just awkwardly hovering over it's like my arm hurts the entire time because I'm holding my phone up at a weird angle to make sure I don't look like a blob. Wait, but it's like also like, I, and I don't know if this makes me sound like a dick, so I apologize in advance. On the one FaceTime date I went with, this guy, like, like when you go, a girl goes on a date, like it goes without saying, women usually put in more effort than men when going on a date because makeup just takes ages, right? But it'd been a while, right? Like, we're in pandemic. We don't go outside. So it's like, you have a day, you've got to put makeup on. But it's, like, weird to put makeup on when you're home. So it's like, who are you? You know what I mean? But anyway. And then he, like, rolled up in, like, in, like, a scraggly, crinkled, like, polo shirt. 
and like I was like fam and your lighting isn't helping you and it's like as it is boys are so bad at taking pictures it's like you add that added element of faith time it's like uh what do we do with this it's the it's you know like when I roll up to meetings or calls with folks and I'm in like a hoodie and sweats and that's normal but when you're meeting someone for the first (laughs) time and it's you're calling it like a FaceTime date like it feels weird for me to show up with zero effort put in I feel like sometimes I have to put in more because you're seeing me through a screen and it's not really the exact picture of me you would get in person mm-hmm. where it's just a little bit easier. I don't know. It's making it difficult. And we're in our 20s and we're not having the exciting, fun, early 20s life we were promised by pop culture. Well, it was funny. So <laughs> I, work in a, I work in a very interesting line of work in the sense that I talk to people all the time. And I was talking to someone um, and they were talking about Dude, 25 was the worst year of my life. And I was like, well, I'm sorry. She goes, everyone gives you this expectation that your 20s are amazing. But when really, in reality, you just had like all of these existential crises. Because as a child, you had projected yourself as like, how this is how you would be at XYZ age. And you're at that point where like, you thought you would have your life together. But God forbid, there was a pandemic outside. And now you have nothing. And you're not where you're needing to be. And you have all of these existential crises, but you're never going to get your 20s back. And so then you're like, well, does everyone's saying the 30s are the new 20s, but it's like, but I don't want to be 30. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to wait until 30 to find <laughs> happiness. That sounds depressing. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I thought I was going to have a great time right now. I was just getting comfortable too. That's what I feel and like. now we're back to square one. February 2020 was a scam because everyone felt like they were hitting their stride minus all of yes, the global atrocities correct. that were happening and then march 15th or whatever it was where the u.s decided to shut down that was it that was the tipping point i remember i remember friday the 13th march 13th everyone everything got shot to hell and i was like oh here we go remember when we all went home thinking we'd be back in a couple mm-hmm. weeks like, oh, yeah, we'll be, we'll be back soon. I left we'll be snacks back in my desk. Correct. Same. <laughs> I left I left a bag of nuts on my desk. I left my room in disarray in New York. I was like, oh, I'll be back. I just had to pack my bag super quick to go home. I thought it'd be really easy. Um, Quick tour. Nope. No. The next time I came up to New York was to move out. So. Yeah, dude. I don't, I genuinely don't even remember what's in my desk. Like, I think I have clothes there. <laughs> and you, you just got to a new place too and everything it's just like it's it sucks because it's it's weird I mean I'm really happy to be home and grateful to be around my family right now during COVID and you know mm-hmm. having their support but it has just like it it our situations and our circumstances affect us in every aspect right Right. being home affects how I deal at work you know my work life it affects my personal life already the pandemic makes it harder for you to like connect with friends it has to be very much like someone has to force that interaction and um force like the group chat or the video chat or whatever Mm -hmm. and then this is just another added layer where I'm already struggling to speak to friends 
and finding time to hang out with them, I have no energy <laughs> to go on an app yeah, <laughs> and swipe and set up times with people. And my biggest pet peeve is, you know, the folks that I have met that are really nice um, mysteriously disappear when I say that I can't meet up. Yeah. Which we're in a pandemic. So yeah. I thought that was going to be socially acceptable. Turns out it's not. <laughs> I mean, it also doesn't help that you live in Georgia. Yeah. No, that doesn't help either. That's correct. Um, my location has been set from like, oh, the 20 miles or whatever, 30 miles to anywhere in the country. <laughs> we have expanded our horizons and our radius. <laughs> no just, one has like, to know. Kind of gave up. I was like, you know, I'll catch you on the flip side, buddy. No, I'm the same way. My friends make fun of me where they're like, Rupal, you you spend too much time. Like if people send you a like, you really thoroughly read everything they've written instead of just looking at face value. And that's my problem is I'm tired of doing it because I do tend to give people the benefit of the doubt and I'll look at their profile and I'll read it. I never do that. Right? And there are others who will see it and immediately yes or no right i'm very bad i'm one of them i'm very bad at doing an immediate yes or no so that's another layer of complexity um and pain (laughs) so for those of you if you're listening if you did find your current um significant other during quarantine on an app please let me know um so i can learn your secrets and tell me how or if your significant other has a brother or a cousin you slide in <laughs> Listen, my podcast has helped people find love before. You didn't know this, not but wrong. it has. I do know this. So there are people who have met or, you know, liked the guests and yeah. um I've connected folks to the people that have come on, like, oh, I like that person's vibe. So why can't that happen to me? Come on. Chop chop. I mean, remember when that almost happened and you screwed it up? Okay, I know. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> um, how, how do we, how do you see? <laughs> oh, man. It's, I was really shooting hard eyes at Mike Johnson that entire podcast interview. For those of you, if you didn't listen, my last episode was with Mike Johnson. He's um, an old contestant from The Bachelorette. And he was on... And I was sitting on this Zoom call, just looking kind of terrifying, actually, just like <laughs> staring into his little eyes on in the little camera, trying to telepathically let him know that I love him. But, mm. you know, it is what it is. But how how do you think this, you know, this is going to change now? Right. Like we can't just find people and go out on dates and like be extremely physically close the way we used to not without precautions and sometimes that gets really difficult how do you see like your efforts and energy and well-being kind of shifting with the times um I think in a way it's in a way it's okay or it's good for me right if we're talking specifically because I think especially coming from like an Indian background or even just living in America, there's like a weird set timeline that, and it's arbitrary, right? That people give you like you need to be doing 
like you should be engaged by now you should be getting planning your wedding in the next two years then you got to be looking for kids in a house and and whatever but now you kind of have a pandemic to fall back on and then you just kind of go like hey couldn't have done that because i was indoors i was staying safe i was helping save the world and i think for me what my ideal scenario is is that i focus on you know applying to get my second master's working on like ambitious things for me of like being that boss of like my life and not having to worry about an arbitrary timeline because if you think about how 2020 ended and how 2021 started time is irrelevant and arbitrary (laughs) and so it's like it gives you time to reflect and obviously right like not having someone I'm sure is awful and like and I say that I'm still single. I'm very much alone. <laughs> but it's like you have to take that energy and as hard and as difficult as it can be, right? And it sounds so cliche of like taking it and where you would spend it trying to connect with somebody else. You probably should connect with yourself first because it's like your 20s are supposed to be your best because it's it's where you find yourself. And if you just don't have those external stimulators of of maybe just figuring out you like a new food or like you, you want to like travel more it's like figuring out where you want to go um and like at work and I hate saying it but at work we always go control the controllables because at the end of the day you can't really fixate on things you have there's nothing you can do about but if you fixate on things that you physically can work on then there's nothing really that can stop you from achieving your goals I love that I love that. And I completely agree. I mean, while you were saying that, my anxiety in the back was like, ha, 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 when you said don't <laughs> fix it on things you can't control. But <laughs> no, I get that. Trust me, it's still a struggle. But at the same towards it. That's true, right? It is true. It's your 20s are not just enough. Here's the thing, ladies, gents, and everyone in between, you do not need a significant other to be fulfilled. You don't need to be in a relationship to be happy and or complete. And that is not the end all be all of your growth and development. So like Manisha said, focusing on yourself and how you're doing personally and professionally and going where you want to be, you will find what is written for you on the way. I think forcing it and being consumed by the idea of having another person in your life can be so dangerous like I was Mm -hmm. I was kind of falling down that rabbit hole where I was like all of my friends are in healthy happy loving long-term relationships what am I doing wrong and I took a step step back and I was like I am doing absolutely nothing wrong (laughs) it is just not my time and that's okay right Mm -hmm. um we put this undue pressure and also your point about coming from like an Indian background and having that extra layer of some like that weird time bound aspect to everything we do that is so true and that is so difficult to handle sometimes where you're like Mm -hmm. you're like dude I just graduated I just I don't even have my life fully together yet (laughs) and how do I add a human to this how do I add another person to that right like I need I need the time to kind of figure it out on my own so I absolutely agree could not agree more it is hard it's difficult and um I got conned <laughs> while I was <laughs> home because you know sometimes when you're just like far away from your mom you don't understand how 
not I don't want to say conniving because I know she means well. <laughs> um, I like where this me, is going. <laughs> remember I told you like, she conned me into like dating, dating quote unquote. Uh, I went on a date with some guy she tried to set me up with who was like the right cast and like everything. Because I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try because I was bored. And that is where, you know, the you can't let yourself do that, friends. If you say you're bored, you pick up a hobby. You learn a new task. <laughs> don't, don't get sucked into the desi world of arranged marriages and approved dating do not let your parents or your grandparents figure out that you're looking because yeah game over that's it mm-hmm. it's gonna become indian match making the series up in your household yeah after the the one that happened went poorly i just kind of looked at my mom and i was like yeah i think we should put a pause on that and she was like <laughs> Well, we'll see. And I went, no, I think we should put a ball on that. And so oh, then uh, I just have refused ever since. I mean, I just listen, girl. I just turned 23 um, last Man, month. I was proposed to four times when I was 19. Oh my. Oh my God. <laughs> what? Ma'am. Four times in one summer. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, so your pre-pandemic life was popping. <laughs> I don't when think anything's doing pretty good. I, doing I don't pretty think good. I don't think there's really the new norm for you is gonna hit a little bit different. <laughs> I, I mean, hopefully my new norm is just not in this country. So <laughs> Right, like you wanna leave. I mean, I turned twenty-three and my grandma immediately was like, Hey, so, so? it's an interesting concept, right? Of balancing out your life and the universe has put such an interesting and unfortunate emphasis on being happy in a relationship that sometimes we kind of get swallowed up in the weeds for that. Uh, we don't need to. That's the moral of the story. If you picked up nothing from this episode at all, listen to me tell you that it truly does not matter. Do what you want to do. Things will follow. Sometimes things happen unexpectedly. And as much as I hate that phrase and it's super cliche, everything does happen for a reason, right? Everything that's happened in my life has led to something beautiful and amazing. Um, even if at the time it felt not so beautiful and amazing and more painful and soul crushing, uh, sometimes things uh, tend to pan out in ways you would not ever realize or expect. So mm-hmm. any passing thoughts, any final commentary, Manisha, before I let you go to go scroll on Hinge? Oh, homie, no. We got rid of those apps a long time ago. <laughs> I'm totally kidding, you guys. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm saying uh, we gave up on those apps a long time ago. Um, final thoughts? No, I think we're good. Just, you know, stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear two masks, as now that is recommended by the CDC. Really? Uh, yep. Wear two masks. Wear two surgical masks because of the super strains. Wow, guys, all the more reason for y'all to not be going out and mashing home. faces with people you don't know. Facts, bro. Like, that just, sounds horrific to me now. Just that whole concept. Like, we don't know her. It's casual. Being casual is no longer cute in this pandemic. No, you no. cannot go out and casually date people unless you want to fall ill. And I would yes. much prefer not doing that. And would like to keep my family members happy and healthy. So that's going to be my excuse for meeting no one is, sorry, guys, we're in a pandemic. Mm. Sorry, guys, we're in a panorama. 
I was gonna say you thought you could do that in a Pangea? In a pan- really? Mm-hmm. No. no, absolutely not. Yeah, please stay happy, stay healthy, stay home, um, and vigilant, and don't let arbitrary expectations of relationships and um, fake ideas of happiness and growth impede on your actual personal development. Do what you want to do. Do what you need to do to stay happy. And if that means not mindlessly scrolling through dating apps, that's what it means. If it means getting on once in a while to get an ego boost, do that too. I fully support. I understand. And I relate (laughs) because I do the same thing, (laughs) but we have to be better. As always, thank you so much for joining me this week on Listen. Make sure to visit my Instagram at Listen with Roops, our Facebook at Listen with Roops, or Twitter at Listen with Roops. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much, Manisha, for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was such a pleasure. Stay safe, stay indoors, and have a wonderful rest of your week.